Welcome to Slight Reliability. Learning SRE one day at a time. I'm Stephen Townsend. Welcome back to Slight Reliability, the show where we learn SRE one day at a time. Last week, I attended the DevOps Summit New Zealand, a conference all about DevOps, and SRE was mentioned a lot during the day, and I thought I would talk about what I observed and what I thought about. Now, the conference was targeted at heads of departments, heads of engineering, so I'm not really the target audience, but I still got something out of it. The other thing worth mentioning is that this is a conference about DevOps and and SRE in New Zealand, which is a pretty unique context. It's a developed-ish country, but it's quite small. So the organizations are smaller in scale. And a lot of the things we talk about in mainstream SRE apply differently in a smaller context. And I think that's interesting and part of what I deal with day to day. The first really interesting idea was from a presentation by Sneak about security champions. And this is a way to promote security within an organization and embed it within every team. And my boss and I thought, you know, well, yep, perfect. That's what we want to do for SRE. So we're thinking about how we could have SRE champions. What if in every engineering or every DevOps team, there was a person who had volunteered and said, yes, I'll be the SRE champion. And they're part of a community and they're given education and upskilling, opportunities, maybe incentives, training, whatever it is we can do. That could be an amazing way to propagate SRE throughout an organization in a sort of organic, somewhat bottom-up way. But it really does depend on having leadership sponsorship right from the top. That would absolutely allow it to take off. And that's something we're going to be discussing, whether we can get that to happen in our organization. My second observation was about retaining talent in organizations, which seems to be across New Zealand a massive challenge. And I think part of it is that we can have global workforces now. It's so much easier uh, to sort of become accepted that people can work anywhere. And a lot of these big multinational companies are now coming to New Zealand and hiring. And the, the salaries that they can pay are so much higher than what a New Zealand organization can pay. And that's a challenge, right? And I was thinking about this whole idea of retaining talent. And someone was talking about how they're shifting their thinking away from let's try and stop people leaving and attract new talent to people are going to leave. It is inevitable. So how can we minimize the impact of that on the organization? And I thought that was brilliant because it applies to talent retention, what we apply to incident management in SRE. So in incident management in SRE, we say, you know, we're not trying to stop incidents from happening they will happen. What we do is we improve the way that we respond to them and hopefully minimize the impact on the customer. And I thought that was a brilliant connection between this world of SRE that this podcast is all about and talent retention, which is such a different field in a way. The third thing that I took notes on was the idea of neurodiversity in technology. And now having organizations and teams of people who all think the same and fit that mainstream view of what a professional engineer looks like is actually very limiting and there is huge benefit in having people who are maybe neurologically atypical maybe someone who has 
ADHD or is somewhere on the autism spectrum, a person like that may struggle with some parts of the job. For example, maybe timekeeping, just as a made-up example. Yet would be extraordinarily good at a lot of other parts of the job, which can help elevate your team. And also having that different perspective can also help uh, break free from this we all think the same way hive mind and so how can organizations be more inviting and organize themselves in a way to support people who don't fit that traditional engineer mainstream person i thought that was interesting and i think generally having teams of people who think differently from different backgrounds can only be a good thing just before I go on to the fourth point, if you can hear some sort of grunting, uh, breathy noises in the background, there are a couple of puppies having a furious battle with each other and now he's eating my chia. So apologies for that. The fourth observation that I made was actually a question I asked in our breakout group where we had 30 people from different organizations and I was curious within New Zealand whether any organizations were doing A-B testing, say running experiments to say if we put a delay of two seconds on this particular customer transaction, is it actually have any, any change or impact on the customer behavior or are, is it changing our business outcomes at all? Because I was really curious about that and no one was, which was somewhat surprising. Uh, but also a little disappointing. Um, I would really hope that we'd be able to do this more, uh, but obviously it's not as simple as just doing it. I think there's a much bigger place for chaos engineering and running experiments in production, and it's probably something that we can make a lot more use of. And I'd like to see more of it in the future. And I'm going to try and figure out a way to bring that into my work and to make a case for it. Because really, that is the only way that we can learn. In production with real customers, that's where the best learning happens. So let's make use of it. Observation number five was about DevOps maturity and measuring it, which I'm always a little bit mm, about. Uh, and it made me think about SRE maturity and whether we can measure it and how would you measure it, what criteria would you use, how would you make it objective and would it add any value? So it's really just a big question to me uh, about is it a worthwhile thing to do to try and measure the maturity of a team's SRE or even DevOps in the wider context. Because I think that the, the, uh, the danger is that if you track the wrong metrics, then you'll drive the wrong behaviors. So it's really challenging because you get organizations and leaders, they want to see quantified results. They want to know, this is where we're at and we can tick a box or we can give ourselves a score and say how well we're doing. But it's not always that easy, especially with SRE and DevOps, which are hugely about culture change. So it's not as simple, I don't think, as just picking some metrics. The last observation that I wanted to share before I share some quotes that I took is that no one was able to articulate to me when I asked the question, how they measure the value of reliability in a way which was satisfactory to me. How are organizations measuring the value of reliability? The whole concept of SRE hinges on the idea that reliability is important. So how do we measure it? 
<laughs> and I'm asking other people because I don't know how to do it myself. I don't have a good answer. I think it's easier to say, hey, we're using SLOs. We have a business objective. We set some more fine-grained, detailed objectives that feed into that. And then we try and measure these two things and see if they're having an impact on each other. But that's that's pretty challenging. And there's a little bit of uh, correlation versus causation there. You might do something and then see an improvement on the business metrics, but it could be because of any of the other dozens or hundreds of other things going on in the organization that caused that. So how do we measure the value of reliability accurately and simply? That's an open-ended question. I don't have the answer. I'd love to hear from others about what they measure, how they understand the value of reliability in their organization. I'm going to finish with some quotes that I took note of during the conference. The first one is that DevOps is not about having another team. I thought it was a brilliant quote because every organization I know of has this DevOps team of DevOps engineers, which to me defeats the entire purpose of having developers you know, operate their own code. Resume-led engineering. I thought that was a brilliant term. So that's when you have engineers who are making decisions about what they do and how they solve problems based on doing the cool new thing, which is going to look great on their CV. As opposed to the thing which is going to do the job because it's not sexy and cool and the end thing. Customer metrics are the ones that count. I really like that. So you have all these different metrics that we track as part of SRE and observability. None of them really matter if the customer can't use our services. So therefore, the customer metrics are the ones that count. The more distributed the system, the more important observability is. This isn't a new quote, but I just thought I'd write it down again to remind myself. Blame is the opposite of accountability. I'm still getting my head around that one, but I think it applies especially in incident management where everyone's pointing the finger at each other and blaming each other. There's no accountability. There's no understanding of where the problem was or how we can move on from that. I think the ultimate accountability is identifying how we can do things better in the future. And we can't do that if we're blaming each other. I'm sure you've all heard before the quote, you build it, you run it. But I heard it in a different context. So somebody asked, how do we get developers excited about observability? And somebody else says, get them to run their code in production. Then they're going to want to have observability and they're going to understand the value of it. Normalize failure, which sounds sort of defeatist. But if you normalize the fact that failures will occur and we will learn a lot from them, that's going to lead to a better organizational culture, better outcomes, better psychological safety, better everything for everyone. And the final quote that I wanted to share is to ask yourself the question, would our customers be more impressed with more features or more reliability? And using that to drive decisions about where to spend your time. Once again, a simple, brilliant concept and something that we need to do more of. So that's what I took away from the DevOps Summit 2022 New Zealand edition. Hope you got something out of this episode. I'll be back next week with another interview. There's a puppy crying in the background. It's all happening. Thanks everyone for tuning in once again. And I'll see you next time.